good morning. I uh, just want to carry on where we left off yesterday with the Ramban. And uh, remember he said, Ki ha'emunah kamo ha'ilan, v'habitachon kamo ha'pri. The emunah is like a tree, and bitachon, trust, is like a fruit. V'ha'pri lo'ot al ha'ilan, kloma. The fruit proves that the tree exists. Shegidel et apriyahu, because the fruit comes from the tree. Ve'en ha'ilan o ha'esev pri, but you can have a tree without peirot. You can have emuna without bitachon, but you cannot have bitachon without emuna. Yevshah, now we're carrying on with the chalban. Yevshah liftoach ba'ashem b'li lahamim b'metziut kiyumo v'ashkachato shel hakadosh baruch You cannot have trust in God if you don't believe in his existence, not just as a creator, but as one who is involved in the world. So we have to conclude that you cannot have bitachon without emunah. But there are many believers who don't have trust in God. Because they're Faith is not strong enough. And it remains a theoretical faith, believe in their heart. But it's not expressed itself in real terms in their lives. So the Ramban is teaching us that having faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a ramification, a fruit of of, of belief, that belief in God is like a tree, that a person has to work very hard on their belief in God, and to strengthen oneself, to enlarge, develop one's belief, ad until you have a pre, ad shehi until it goes deep into our hearts. Uh, we internalize that belief, and it becomes real, in the soul. And then we will have trust in God. So we have to be aware, and I think we are aware, that the world that we look at every day, it weakens our, our, our belief. Because we don't see God. God is not overtly visible for us. And it looks like the world is being run by the decisions of people and their points of view. And through various events and occurrences, our instincts cheat us. And 
and they cause us not to see God's presence. Kach omnam we believe in our hearts, therefore, our instincts contradict that belief. And even though, Baruch Hashem, these instincts don't take away our belief, they weaken our belief. And they cause us to believe that, that our lives are based on people and their efforts. I, I have to share with you, we have been doing a solidarity mission this week, the Midrash Tarova, together with the Mizrahi, and we have had uh, about 25 plus participants from all over the world and current students with their parents. Some of our alumni have been with us as well. Uh, it's been an information collecting mission, but we have also been in places where terror took place, where people were killed. Yesterday we were in Otef Aza, we were in Ofakim, we were by the houses where, where regular civilians who picked up guns and fought on Simchat Torah were killed and defended the city. But on the very, well, it was the second day, on Tuesday, we were in an army base and we had a lecture. And the lecture was given by an expert of some kind who gave us the whole Torah, you know, who gave us the whole Torah of what they felt uh, the original plan was, how the original plan changed, and how we were surprised because it was done at a time it wasn't expected to be done. It was done individually and not by all of our um, neighbours. And uh, the person who's obviously got a lot of experience answered a lot of questions. Uh, and it occurred to me, and it normally occurs much more to my wife than it occurs to me, but it, but it occurred to me as he finished, because he, he made out the, the situation to be potentially so shocking. He spoke about what was meant to have been an attack coordinated between Hamas in the south, Hezbollah in the north, and Iran um, and uh, Syria. And he suggested that what happened, and a few people suggested it, I have no idea, it really doesn't matter to me, that uh, Hamas simply couldn't wait and so they acted early and they did what they did early. I don't even know whether it's true. Um, but the, uh, the shock in the room that you immediately feel when you hear that we could have been faced with a totally coordinated attack from the north and the south at the same time and have been totally surprised with none of our army uh, recruited as it is now and what a blessing in disguise or a silver lining in a terrible cloud it is in that Hamas uh, preempted because it, it has given us time and woken us up in the north, everywhere, um, and and but but I, I felt that the atmosphere in the room was as such that people were then in absolute fear, and then as he was talking, I said, "But wait a minute! It's always been this way. It's always been this way. It was this way in 1948. We were attacked from everywhere. In 1948, we didn't have an air force. I believe we had one aeroplane. We didn't even have guns and machine guns and tanks. We, we were totally out of place to fight the war that we fought. And Baruch Hashem, we won. In 1967, they had boats on the, in the ports at Haifa to evacuate children. 
people in Chutzas were taking the rings off their fingers to donate money to Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. They thought there was going to be another Holocaust. In 1973, the war started diabolically and we were in such trouble because we didn't want to make the first shot and because we were, again, ill-informed. We, we, the higher echelons of, of, of the Israeli leadership did not know, did not pay attention to certain warnings that were given. Uh, but within a number of weeks, we were at the borders, we were at the gates of Damascus and Cairo and so on and so forth. Uh, our existence has always been frightening. Our existence has always been against the odds. It's not just now. Um, really, it's not just now. Uh, you've heard me say it, all of you have heard me say it a, a hundred times, a thousand times perhaps, that it's not a question of saying Hallel on Yom Ha'atzmaut, it's a question of why we don't say Hallel every day. Our country is a walking miracle. And what was missing from that man's, and I understand why it was missing, he wasn't asked to give a share, but what was missing from his lecture is God. God was missing. Am Yisrael's existence in the Medina, the existence of the Jewish people for, for almost three millennia is nothing to do with nature. It's nothing to do with the Hishtad Lut of human beings. We have heroes. We have Ainsfor heroes. We have Giborim. We have Kadoshim. But at the end of the day, there is only one Goren, there is only one cause that, that enables us to be here. And we have to be careful, right? With all the news that we're hearing, with all the information that we're hearing, we're trying to work out if this is good, is that good? Is this is good, if that's good? If we, if we do a ceasefire, then they'll have a chance to regroup and, and humanitarian, humanitarian age is just a, is just a, is just a trick. We are Mishtadil. We are Mishtadil as much as we can. Experts can call themselves whatever they want to be. They can study Middle Eastern politics and uh, maneuverisms for a hundred years. But if you leave God out of the picture, you will never, ever understand the existence of Am Yisrael. And this has been a, a recurring feeling I've had all week. In many of the place that, places that we went to, we, we were totally, totally outnumbered. Regular citizens were totally outnumbered. People died defending their families. People died defending their Yushuvim, defending our borders. They died against the odds. And whatever Hamas's plan was, they were not able they were not able to do what they wanted to do. That's not because of the army. The army didn't get there in time. Individual members of the army got there in time and lost their lives, but the army, as an official army, was not there. The system, the man-made modern-day system didn't work. The electricity sensors didn't work. The cameras were shot down. Everything that was seen wasn't seen well enough or wasn't seen quick enough. Everything that we rely on as human beings didn't work. And they drove so far into Israel, God knows how far they could have driven had they realized how unprepared we were. There is something else involved here, and it's Yad Hashem. We can't explain Yad Hashem Lara, we can't explain Yad Hashem Tova, Hakol Tova. That's what this essay is about. But as religious Jews, as religious Zionists, it's Asur Lanu to take HaKadosh Baruch Hu out of the equation. Because without HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's never a Jewish people. We live against the odds. We've existed against the odds all of our lives. All of the existence of our people is a phenomenon that is impossible to understand. And Bifrat, Medinat Yisrael, 
uh, its sheer existence, uh, the only democracy in the Middle East, the only place where people care about life, where, where women have rights and men have rights, where people, where Arabs can come to Knesset and say whatever they want to do, and say whatever they want to say, and do whatever they want to do, will only happen in Israel. No Jew could stand up in Syria, or in Iraq, or in Iran, or in Egypt, or in Jordan, and say the kind of things that Arab Chavrei Knesset say in Israel. This place is an oasis in the middle of a desert of Resha, of evil, of bad. Uh, it's life in the middle of a, a Middle Eastern territory which, which dreams of death. Uh, Eretz Yisrael, Medina said, is a miracle. It's here because of all of our Hishtad Luyot, but Bi'ikah, it's here because of Hashem, because of Hashkachat Hashem on Eretz Yisrael. And even when it hurts, even when it hits us individually, uh, we are members of a people, and that people lives in this land, and we're carrying on the derech of Avraham Avinu. This is exactly why I chose this theme, because it's so important for us to realize, again, in our everyday, we, we have no choice but to live a mishtadel as human beings, because that's, that's what we are. But we should always have in our minds, not in the back of our minds, in the front of our minds, Yad Hashem, Emunah Bashem, Ubitachon Bashem. Besorot Torot.